and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. This is week number seven of our ADHD series in which I'm sharing with you how decluttering systems and minimalism can help someone in your family who is struggling with their ADHD. And even if you're not diagnosed or the person is not diagnosed, but you see signs and behaviors of not being able to focus, maybe a little hyperactive, maybe you're not able to get tasks done in the fashion that you want them to be done. So if you are at all on the spectrum of ADHD or even a child in your home is, then this is going to be a really good series for you. So in this episode, I am sharing with you eight home management systems for staying organized so your ADHD child can thrive at school. I had somebody ask me, what tips do you have for someone who has a child that's going to school or is maybe homeschooled? And so I tried to think of some tips that really helped the mom and a child who is in either environment, whether you go to public school or they are homeschooled, it doesn't matter. These tips are going to be great for you. So the first tip that I have for you, tip number one, is to have a morning reset system. And what does that look like? Well, a system is just a simple step, steps of the process, the process by which you get tasks done. They're the repeated process in which you take to complete the task. Okay, so a morning reset system, we think morning reset. So we are resetting from the night before. So for me, with my children, I pick three tasks that I simply remind them every morning when they wake up to complete as their morning reset process. And these three tasks for my children are to make their bed, put their clothes away, and brush their teeth before breakfast. So I want you to think of three simple steps when they wake up that you want them to do before the next event that is happening, which might be might be breakfast, okay? So what three things can you remind them on a daily basis to reset before they come to the breakfast table? Now, a, a reset is simple. It is easy. It is minimal. It's just putting things back where they belong. We're not cleaning. Cleaning involves a dish or a rag and some, some kind of spray bottle or even a vacuum or a broom. Resetting is simply resetting a space, getting yourself reset, you know, at different parts of the day. So I want you to think of a simple three-step, maybe two to three-step reset that you can remind your kids to do each and every morning. Now, I know a lot of y'all are going to be tempted to just create a chart, put it up on the wall, 
and have your kids follow it and expect them to follow it after you introduce it to them. But that is fine to do, but I want you to use that chart as a tool to remind you to remind them, all right? Because you're coming to this podcast for the solutions. It's on your heart. You're more motivated than they are, and you're trying to help them. They're not seeking the help, all right? So you are, I would use those charts as a reminder for you to remind them, all right? All right, tip number two that I have for you now that you had a morning recess system, I want you to think of the end of the day. I want you to have a school night prep system. What three things do you and your children need to do to prep for school the night before? I know for me, it's I need to get my kids lunch boxes set out and ready. I need to you know, have my bags ready to go by the door. So for my kids, I remind them of three things that I want them to do to get ready for the night before school. They are to get their book bags by the door. They are to make sure that their planner is signed if it needs to be signed. And they are to lay out their clothes for the next day. My kids wear uniforms, so it's really easy for them to lay out their uniforms on the floor. Or if you don't like your clothes being on the floor, you can definitely put it over a chair. But my boys have a nice big room. They lay it out as if it's a person laying on the floor and it makes it really easy for them. So think of three tasks that you can repeat every night when it's when you're getting ready before you go to bed and you need to prep for the night before school, three tasks to say every single night. Now, I do want to interject when you are telling your kids to do these three step processes, these three step systems, I want you to keep it as short and concise as possible. I don't want you to get it too wordy. I want it to roll off your tongue really, really easy. So for instance, we have been putting in place a dishwashing system for the last two or three years, and my kids are doing it now automatically. I have a 10, a 12, and a currently 14-year-old, and everyone is washing their own dish automatically because I put in place this three-step system, which was simple and easy to say all of the time. I say, wash, dry, put away wash, dry, put away. And now my kids say, thank you for wash drying and putting away your plate. If one of them cooked and the other one is cleaning up. So I want you to think of how you can say these systems and these reminders very, very simply. Okay. Maybe get your book bag ready, get your planner signed, lay out your clothes. So book bag, planner, clothes. All right. Every single day, book bag, planner, clothes, book bag, planner, clothes. Your kids are going to get that in their head and they're going to know, okay, it's like a, it's like they're, they're cued, they're triggered. You turn on the light switch, the light comes on and they just automatically do it. Okay. So think of a way you can say these three step processes very simply. Tip number three that I have for you or system number three that I have for you is create clear communication create a clear communication system between you, your teacher, and your child. This is really, really important. Now for our school, we have a really cool email system where my kids all have emails and the teacher will email them and then I'll get a copy of it. These are my older middle school and high school kids that are doing this. My my youngest one, he has a physical paper planner, which he knows when he comes home from school, he, he puts it on our kitchen island. I look at it, I sign it, and then he knows that he's supposed to put it in his book bag and take it back to his teacher. And his teacher 
gets it out, looks at it, adds more information. So if you have a child who is in school, leaving your house and in school in public school, make sure you talk with the teacher and you share with her, Hey, my, my child has a hard time keeping, staying organized. You know, I don't know yet what your system for communication is, but I want to make sure that we're on the same page and that we can communicate clearly with each other and keep it consistent. Kids with ADHD and even adults do not do well with lack of consistency. So the more that you can keep it consistent, the better. Number four, system number four is to, on the same lines, have a family calendar system. So for our family, we have a couple of calendar systems that we have gradually introduced and put into place. It was first, my husband and I, we used a digital shared calendar on our phones. We practiced sharing items or as far as um, adding items to the calendar to where the other person could see it automatically. Okay. We started with ourselves first. Then we added our children who eventually grew up and got phones. We added them to the calendar and taught them how to do it as well. Now, as far as you know, for your children who don't have devices or don't handle devices very well, that's, it's, it's actually very, it's very distracting for people with ADHD or the trouble focusing to use devices and have information and tools on their phone. So the more that you can do physically, I think is the better. So we also have a paper wall calendar. It's nice and big right by our back door. And every month I rip off a new page and I take everything that's on my phone, all the events, all the, the schedule for practices and games, and I go ahead and put it on our paper calendar. And I practice the habit of referring to it. So if my kid comes up to me and he wants to know what, what are we doing today? I say, go look at the calendar. Go look at the calendar. Go check out the calendar. And I promise you, your child can learn this. If they can learn this and practice this in school, they can learn it and practice it at home as well. All right. So number five, system number five is to have a system. Remember a step, you know, a process, a set of steps and processes to complete the task. Have a system for completing homework. And you can do this when you practice it you could actually achieve completing homework without tears. If you are consistent, consistency is key. Okay. So for instance, I'm going to share you, share with you what our homework system is. When the kids walk in the back door, after I've picked them up for school, they know to automatically put their book bags into the pantry because the pantry floor, because that's where we have them, a spot for them. They get out any books that are related to the homework that they need to complete. They put their lunch boxes up on the counter and they, in the beginning of the school year, I didn't have them empty in their lunchbox. I would do it. But then after I you know, they, I got them used to the practice of simply putting their lunchbox up there. Then I was like, okay, I could take this a step further. And now I can ask them to empty their lunchboxes and clean everything themselves. So start small, start small. Okay. So back to the homework, the, the habit for them is to complete their homework right when they get home from school at the Island, the kitchen Island. And since I'm there present helping them, I, I use that as an opportunity because I've set up my environment and my schedule and my routine to do that. I'm already in the kitchen. 
I'm not really doing anything other than waiting for them to ask for help or reading something to them. So that is a time that I can go ahead and start dinner. Okay. So once you get all of this set up in these routines and these systems in place, your, your life and your, in your daily routines and your habits are going to happen automatically. You just need to get, start slow, start low with little things at a time, and then you can build upon them once they are established. Okay. So something that you can do to help with the homework process. If your kid has a lot of homework, I love utilizing whiteboards. And I have a whiteboard inside my pantry door and I will list just what they're expect. If, if we have a long thing, a lot of things to do for homework, I will list out what they need to complete. Um, and if they have trouble focusing, it helps them to go and check it off. That physical, tangible act of checking it off helps them feel accomplished as well as helping them to focus what, what they're supposed to do. You can also make it fun and exciting by leaving a special snack every day. It didn't have to speak to be special, but it can be something outside of what they would have in their lunchbox and just leave it in their place for that's where they're going to sit. They're going to find their snack. I remember when my babies were toddlers and they would wake up from their nap time and I would have a diluted, a watered down apple juice <laughs> on the, the counter with a snack, probably like a bowl of goldfish or some Cheerios or something like that. And they knew it was, it was because we had a habit of doing it and routine. My babies knew exactly when they woke up, they come right there and they got their snack. So that is something you can apply to your older children as well. Go ahead and have a snack right there where you want them to sit and they're going to come in and sit down. You just have to put it in place, put your systems in place and expect it. And don't think that it's going to happen without reminders, especially in the beginning. All right, system number six is to, now that you've finished, your kids have finished their homework, have a system for free time, things that they can do. So think about, okay, is this the time that I want them to get on electronics? Or do I want them to go outside because they've been cooped up in a classroom all day? Think of activities that you want to allow them to do during that free time. Okay, it is free time, but you're still going to choose what's best for them to do during that free time. All right. Number seven is to think through a reward and incentive system, okay? So since we know that screens increase the behaviors associated with ADHD, I want you to think of some rewards and incentives outside of the use of electronics and television. Okay, that might be a little hard. It might stretch your brain cells a little bit. So for instance, going to a friend's house, if they have friends in the neighborhood, that is a great incentive. Hey, get your homework done and you can go to your friend's house. Um, maybe playing a board game with you is something that is going to incentivize him. Cooking his favorite dinner. Oh, I see that you have gotten your homework done um, three days in a row. On Thursday, I'm going to cook your favorite dinner, homemade pizzas. And that might be something that he really enjoys. He's going to get into the kitchen with you. You're going to help show him how to cook. It's going to be a great memory and something that he looks forward to. Even if your kids are teenagers, do not think that they can't be incentivized. They really do. They, they want you to create memories for them. They want to have those nostalgic feelings. So don't think it's cheesy. 
just make them do it. <laughs> All right. And then if you do want to use technology as a, an incentive, what you could do is allow them to FaceTime or to do a video call with a friend. That way they're using technology in a healthier way by having some social interaction. Okay. Number eight, system number eight is not necessarily directly going to affect your child's school day, but it is going to help you be a better organized mom and not feel so frazzled and frantic all the time. So my last system for you is to create a meal planning system. This has been life-changing for me because at the end of the day, we're tired, we're burnout, we're exhausted, whether you're working at home or from home, whatever. Us moms, we are always tired, we're always exhausted, right? So having a meal planning system in place is going to help you feel more put together. And if you feel more put together, then you're going to have more energy to be there for your ADHD child and to have more energy because they do have special needs. And if you're depleted and you're not filling up your own cup, then you're not able to, to give what he's needing or she's needing. Okay. So for me, my, my meal planning system is that I sit down and during my weekend ritual, my weekend reset ritual, I, I reset three things and I've talked about them a lot on the podcast. I reset my calendar. I reset my meal plan based on my calendar. And then I reset my laundry if we got behind during the week. If we got too busy, I do have a, a, a laundry system. But if we got behind on that, then that I use that time to reset the laundry. Those are the three bare minimum things that are a part of my weekend reset ritual. Okay. So I sit down. Well, I don't necessarily sit down at that moment because I need to go over to the fridge. I look at the ingredients or the supplies, groceries that I already have on hand. I look at the pantry and I write a list of meals that I can make with the things that I already have on hand. Now, if you can fill up a whole week, then great. You can skip the grocery store for that week, but go ahead and write down meals that you can make with the things you already have on hand and then complete the week by adding in more meals that you need to go grocery shopping for. Now, this can be as simple as a piece of paper on the refrigerator with just a list of seven dinner meals that you have ingredients for. Now, if you're a little bit, you want to do a little bit more, you can actually buy a calendar and I will actually link one in the description box or the description below that you can purchase. And, um, you, I, I use a tear off pad calendar and you can fill out breakfast, lunch, and dinner for each and every day. I personally use that because I, I like the order of that. I like the variety of breakfast and lunch. I like knowing exactly what I need to do. I don't want to guess at anything in life anymore. I just want someone to tell me what to do. And my meal plan tells me what to do. Now, if you want a little help planning out your meals or getting to, into the habit of meal planning, I do have a meal planning workbook that you can download and print out, use, help it help you to get into the habit of meal planning. Plus, I've given you a ton of of meal ideas on that in that workbook. Okay. So I'll put the link below that you can find that as well. Now, if you want help getting into the habit and routine of meal planning next month, 
in the Accountability Club, which is my membership where I help people declutter their homes, we're actually going to be decluttering and systemizing our kitchens. And that is going to be one of the systems, the meal planning system that we are covering next month in the month of December. So if you want to be a part of that, it's very affordable. It's only $20 a month. And if you only want to do month, and that's completely fine. You can find my meal planning workbook on my website, but I recommend getting into the membership because you're gonna get my meal planning workbook along with two live decluttering sessions and system systemizing sessions with me. So two coaching calls plus the workbook plus the community just for $20. You can't beat that for December, okay? All right, I'll put all the links below and I hope you have a fabulous week. I will see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show. Hey friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month the coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through, and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.